on today's episode of Thrive Forward. It's just me. In fact, I'm taking the time to reflect back on 2020 and looking forward into 2021. What have we learned? Where are we going? What are we doing? How are we feeling? Who are we going to experience it with? Defining for ourselves what purpose and vision are rather than the numbers that we're trying to achieve, whether it be the numbers in our bank account, the rate of return of our portfolio, the numbers on a scale or the salary we earn. All of those things are just numbers. What are we going to feel when we achieve those? Tune in and listen to this podcast. And if you find it valuable, there's nothing I would love more than for you to share it with somebody you think would also find value. This is weird doing a podcast episode on my own, but how else to close out the year than to have a conversation about what's happened this year? It's almost heavy just even thinking about what has happened since January of 2020. I, um, I myself have gone through many things as have you listening. I'm sure we could take an entire notebook and fill all of the pages with the feelings and events that we've experienced in 2020. I have been so grateful for those who have joined me on this exciting journey of launching Forethought and then launching the Thrive Forward podcast and many other things that we have done in 2020. I would be surmised if I didn't express my immense amount of gratitude for those individuals who listen to the podcast, as well as my clients at Forethought Planning, and who have really stepped into believing my mission of empowering individuals to feel financially healthy in more ways than one, not just with how your wealth grows, but how you use your money to make a difference in the world, not only in your life, but in your communities. It has been an immense honor to walk side all of my clients and those individuals who have trusted me with giving them advice. As many of you know, financial planning touches every aspect of our life. And that is why I wanted to launch the Thrive Forward podcast, not only just having it be an opportunity to sit down with some really fantastic individuals, which I've had the opportunity to do in 2020, just in the short amount of time that we've had the podcast in action and looking forward to the lineup that I already have for January of 2020. That being said, um, we know that there have been a lot of events that have happened this year. We have had stay-at-home orders. We are experiencing and still experiencing and will experience in 2021 the effects of COVID-19 and the global pandemic that is COVID-19. I myself um, have walked through this journey with clients as well as launching a business and being a parent and a wife and a daughter to someone who has an illness with no cure. We have 
uh, not only from the shutdown aspect of the economy, but we've also experienced a shutdown from uh, the people in our lives that mean so much to us. We haven't necessarily always been able to spend time with them, especially as we have concluded this year with holidays that have been different than normal. Different isn't always bad. It has allowed us the opportunity to dig deep. I myself have dug deep. And I thought I would share a few of my learnings with you from this year. One I think is so incredibly important and it applies not only to our finances, but also applies to just in general, our life and any goal that we set. Sometimes we can get caught up in those goals, right? And not necessarily what the goal outcome is. So what does that mean, Shannon? Well, think about it. Why do we set a goal? Whether it's a goal financially, physically, um, career-wise, relationships, I feel like so many people set these goals of, I'm going to be at this place at this point in time, or I'm going to achieve this weight loss goal, or I'm going to make this amount of money, or I'm going to go on this trip, or I'm going to do this, right? We set all of these goals, and a lot of times we set numbers with those goals. Uh, and those, those numbers can be that, okay, it's that, that light at the end of the tunnel. Once I get to that number, once I get to that thing I've achieved, right? What have you achieved? Have you instead defined what you want that feeling to be on the other end? So a lot of times I talk to my clients about, okay, so you think you need to have this rate of return on your portfolio, or you want to make the most amount of money possible. Yes, I actually hear that. Um, and I hear those clients loud and clear. But what I hear beneath that is I want security. I want to be able to provide for myself and my family and my community. And we need to talk about those things. So instead, I've been doing a lot of, of vision work with my clients and legacy planning um, for those wealth clients who have generational wealth to pass on, but also just everyday individuals defining, okay, when I have that goal or I reach that place, what does it look like? What does it feel like? who is with you, what are you experiencing, what are you doing, rather than a number or a feeling. I think a lot of times as business owners, and holy Hannah, have business owners and small business owners gone through the gauntlet this year of ups and downs and trials and tribulations. Uh, my, my heart goes out to every business owner who has really put their blood, sweat, and tears into their mission. And knowing that the mission is always what we have to keep at the forefront of what it is that we do. Rather than, yes, the numbers are important. Don't get me wrong. Like literally I talk to people about finances all day long, every day, but at the end of the day, what is the mission and what is the feeling? And that can be applicable for business owners, but also individuals. What is it that you're doing? If you're striving for that next promotion or that next thing in life, what is it that you want to feel from getting to that place? 
think that that is even more important. You know, so I'm going to get vulnerable for a second here. I wanted freedom when I launched Forethought and I left corporate America. I had a great job. I had a great team. I worked for amazing company and just with the best people ever. It was literally a grieving process for me to leave. And, um, and still, I still miss all of those individuals who I interacted with on a daily basis, um, especially as I sit and record this for you alone in my office um, and have nobody to have, you know, lunch with or, or chat with or, or say, you know, hey, how do you think we should do this? Right. Like it, it is on me. And there are so many things that come with that. Um, and I did get an immense amount of freedom. And I'm so thankful for that because especially in 2020, it has been so important for me to be able to be available for my family uh, even more than, um, than I, I could before, um, especially my children for you know, a good part out of the year. I have been home with them, uh, uh, teaching them uh, both what is in a textbook um, on their iPads and, and both what is not, right? Uh, I, I take very seriously the fact that my responsibility as a parent is to teach beyond the classroom and to provide them uh, educational support from uh, from an emotional standpoint um, and from uh, just an everyday life thing. Like one of the things that my girls learned how to do this year was um, load the dishwasher and have responsibilities of cleaning up the table after dinner. So one person cleans the table and one person vacuums the floor. So mom is not constantly stepping on, you know, macaroni and cheese noodles that have dried out on the floor. Cause let's be real. Um, that's happened <laughs> plenty of times because we don't have a cleaning person and we don't have a dog anymore. And so um, we, we, we enabled that. And, um, what, there's been a learning curve in all of those things. And, you know, there have been many emotions that have come with launching a business in 2020. Um, the huge amount of support that I have received from my clients and my community, I, I feel beyond blessed. And so many a time, um, in an industry that's so focused on revenue and so focused on asset collection. And I came from a corporate environment where you were literally like ranked in a, appropriation of like how you performed, right? Like how you carried on relationships with your clients, it, but it wasn't the feelings that your clients felt. It was the assets that you managed. And um, for me, that that was something that was missing. Uh, something that I've always wanted to focus my efforts on were the lives that I've impacted. Like, how have I impacted people's lives? And yes, of course, I have to pay the bills. So don't get me wrong. I'm strategic on the financial end. But we can't let that control us to a point where we forget where we're going. And when you when you launch something new, it's really this like brain pivot of how we move from, from one mindset to another. And that's what we've had to do in 2020 as a whole, not just myself launching a business, but we started out the year closing out 2019, uh, for, for an investment world with a really great year. Uh, many times I've been having this conversation with clients, like don't expect that every year. Um, but 
we have so many other issues that we've had to consider and talk about in 2020 that are really hard topics. And COVID-19 has really, as I talked about in the, in the last episode with, with Benny Roberts, has peeled back the layers of inequity and struggle um, from, from a, a racial disparity aspect of it um, for, for women in the workplace. I, I can't even start to imagine what my life would be like as a mom and someone who battles with anxiety if I were not in control of my own schedule, if I had to follow someone else's expectations of myself rather than my own. Don't get me wrong. I'm pretty hard on myself when it comes to expectations um, because I am an A-type individual and on the Enneagram, I am a three. So that means I'm an achiever. Um, And if you haven't taken your Enneagram, it's a silent little plug for that. Um, Again, not affiliated with anything, but I really enjoy the Enneagram as as an ability to understand who we are. That being said, um, getting back to the mission of what life is about and how we pivot from one mindset to the next mindset. We have to change how we look at things right now. We have to come to a space. Um, I, I love everybody that's like, can't wait till 2021 starts. Well, here's the deal. Um, 2021 is going to start and it doesn't mean that it's a fresh new page. Uh, it's a new chapter, but we still have the story of the previous chapters that we have to now solve for. And it's a blank page to write, but we have to solve still the inequities that have been happening. And with COVID, we've started to see really, again, those inequities from a racial disparity, um, from women in the workplace to um, economic hardships. Those individuals who have financial stability have had the opportunity to really still have that financial stability in 2020. And those individuals who did not have that have hurt even more. Uh, I've seen it with my own two eyes. I, I see it when I drive um, in Minneapolis with our high population of homelessness. I see it when, um, when I was serving and volunteering this, this summer after the riots on Lake Street, I saw that as I served families food who were really suffering in a place where it was already suffering. We are a divided country more so than we've ever been. Uh, there are families members who are not speaking to each other. There are things that have happened that have just really polarized how we go forward. So January 1st of 2021, yes, we will celebrate a new year, but we still have all of the issues that we have come forward before us. So I start to, I start to think about, okay, how do we move forward in these conversations and how do we we look back and reflect i think it's so important that we take an opportunity to look at the mission and i think that mission is for everyone to have a playing field that is fair 
And I think that there are a lot of folks out there right now who are just feeling like it's not. And so how do we come together utilizing our resources in order to do that? And I think sometimes we really have to look at it in the perspective of meeting in the middle. And in previous podcast episodes, I've talked about this with Erica Jones. I've talked about this with Shannon Shotler. I've talked about this with Jesse Ross and um, in a lot of our podcast guests in all honesty, but how do we meet in the middle to have those conversations in order to move forward? And that, that goes for everything in our life, right? Like as a society, if we look from the 30,000 foot view and look down, how are we going to change things and be impactful to uh, social justice, to environmental justice, to making sure that, you know, all the way down to like our data preferences, like how is our information shared and how do we have uh, privacy still while also growing a great and strong economy. And then we look at it from an aspect of what happens from a financial situation. We are, you know, everybody's like, Shannon, what do you, uh, what do you think 2021 is going to look like from a returns perspective? Well, first and foremost, like the, the past is not indicative of the future, like every disclosure on every financial document ever. Uh, we, we want returns on our portfolio because that's how it grows and that's how we achieve retirement and that's how we get to the places. I think it's almost like we have to get back to the basics, like the basics in human decency, the basics in finance, the basics of understanding each other. So that's why I look to what is the mission? Not just the numbers. What is the mission? Why do you want to know that rate of return? Do you want to have security in knowing that you're able to achieve your goals? Well, that's why I talk about financial planning. That's why I think it's so important. Um, essentially, a financial plan says, here you are today. Where do you want to be tomorrow? And how do we get you there? Um, rather than, you know, you need to make 22% on your portfolio. I also think we need to look inside. What is that cause of, of why we want to be in the space that we want to be in? Do, do, you, do we feel a, a sense of security almost? I know for myself, uh, I've done a lot of exploring into my own mindset when it comes to money. And that's how I've, I've grown to have such a passion around the psychology of finances and just psychology in general of, of how we make decisions. And when we look at what our experiences have been, they definitely reflect us. So for instance, um, there was a time period in my life that was very pivotal for me. And that was when my parents originally had separated. So for those of you that don't know, my parents separated when I was in fifth grade. Uh, they ended up giving back together in college. Um, don't give a girl a complex at all. Um, that's why I believe so much in therapy. Mom and dad, I love you. I'm so happy that you're back together and you are the happiest that you have been. But it definitely was a trial for all of us those 13 years that they were apart. And so really thinking about that, when they split up, finances were really, really tough in our lives. And so for me, I've always wanted to have financial security. 
when you launch your own business, how do you think that financial security is? Um, you know, of course I had a plan. Of course I planned for all of this. Jim and I sat down, we crunched the numbers, we had savings, we had all of these things. Um, and then COVID hit, right? And so it was just like this element of me really stepping into the space of how I do financial planning for everyone else, while also walking through all of these emotions that were coming forward. And so if we just look at one space of our life, like Shannon, what do you predict for 2021? What is it going to look like? Why do you want to know that is going to be my question. Of course, I want to look at the strategy of things, but at the end of the day, I want you to understand why you want to get to that space so that you can have a level of comfort and security in knowing that that if that answer doesn't happen, you can still achieve what you want it to be, right? I think that also goes for us as a society as well. I think a lot of times in this polarizing culture of this or that or culture, we look at things instead in an and situation. Two things can exist. Uh, I, I look at that in a very big picture, call it uh, rose-colored glasses. Although if you're watching this video, you know that my glasses aren't rose-colored. Um, you know, I look at it from a perspective of how do we get the benefit of both and instead of or. So how do we make sure that we are providing for individuals and, and looking at the bigger picture while also, also still caring for ourselves? Um, because I do believe that we have to take care of ourselves before we can take care of other individuals. That being said, I also know that there is a huge amount of wealth in this country, in this world, that we can do a better job of taking care of other people. and. Um, and if we took that, that narrative of knowing that we were going to be okay and we were going to achieve the things that we wanted to, so once you have that, do you think that you can make an impact on other people's lives a little bit differently in the aspect of how you give your time, how you give your money, where you spend your money, and where you invest your money, right? Looking at those elements allows us to have a greater impact into the world. And so again, kind of in closing all of this out together, um, as I, I ramble on and on, I hope you've enjoyed some of this, but looking at it in a perspective of truly getting back to what our mission is, what are we trying to do with our lives? Where is our purpose? How do we know that we are going to get from where we are now to where we want to be? And what is that? where we want to be, look like, feel like, experience, who are we with, what are we doing? Define that more than a number. Define that as a feeling. For me, where I want to go is a place where I know that my daughters will be able to live freely with no one telling them what their value is rather than knowing what their value is. I want them to know that there is no glass ceiling for them. In fact, their potential is infinite. I want them to know that they live in a space where their friends 
will have the same opportunities and there will be no ceilings for them. I want my girls to know that they can fall in love with whomever they want to. I want my girls to be able to travel around the world and experience life and our planet and the beauty of nature that we have to provide. I want to experience that with my kids. That is what the other side looks like for me. I want to know that in my own backyard, not physically, but like in my community, that there are opportunities for everyone to move in a direction of their success. And my mission with forethought and my life is to make sure that I take a step every single day of my life in order to get to that mission of empowering not only my own household, but other people in my community. Because when I get to that space, I know that I have achieved. And it isn't just about the money that I make, the revenue that my practice produces, the assets that are under management, or even the rate of return on a portfolio. Instead, it matters what's in my heart and what my experience is. So as you go into 2021 and you begin to set your goals and you begin to look at life, I ask you to look at your purpose. What is your vision? What is your mission? And how will you define what that looks like, feels like, who's with you, and what your experiences are and what you are doing. Because at the end of the day, that is what provides us fulfillment. Not the rate of return or the size of our bank account. In fact, it's what's in our hearts that matters. I believe in you. And remember, you are always worthy of wealth, no matter what that looks like for you. It is time for you to feel empowered by your wealth. Yes, you. You deserve to have wealth, not just money, not just finances. At Forethought Planning, we refer to it as wealth. How are you going to get on track and feel confident in the space around your wealth? It's time to be able to make money fun and not this drudgerous activity of budgets and things that you can't afford. Instead, it's time to really look introspectively at how money affects every aspect of your life. That is why forethought planning is even in existence. That is what I believe. I believe money touches every aspect of your life and you deserve to feel so empowered to work towards all of those financial goals to achieve the wealth that you've always dreamed of. Schedule your wealth assessment with me today. Simply go to forethoughtplanning.com backslash wealth assessment. The views expressed here are those of the participants and not those of Forethought Planning, Advisors Pied, or LPL Financial. All investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. Securities are offered through LPL Financial and member of FINRA and the SIPC. Advisory services offered through Advisors Pride, an SEC registered investment advisor. LPL Financial, Advisors Pride, Forethought Planning, 
planning and the guests of the Thrive Forward podcast are separate and unaffiliated parties. 